Where's your fruit? There's a story about a man who lived in a small village and who had a great appreciation for trees. He loved their majesty, the shade they sometimes offered, and the sweet fruits they bore. One summer day, the man, who was no longer young, planted a carob tree near a clear stream and cared for it diligently. As the years passed, he continued to nurture it, and even though he knew he might not live long enough to taste its fruits or enjoy its shade. But when he was asked why he was so devoted to the tree and spent so much time with it, even though he would never benefit from it, he replied, I planted this tree not for myself, but for the generations that will follow, just as those who came before me planted trees for my benefit, so too must I plant for those who will come next. Now let's think about this lesson from the Torah, where we learn about Moses and his ascent up to Mount Nebo. Moses, despite all his sacrifices and dedication, was not allowed to enter the promised land. He didn't get to taste the fruits of his labor, and instead he just went up to the mountain where he could only look at the promised land from afar. And in today's day and age, when we ask the question, was it fair? The answer will most certainly be no. Because we often think that life is all about us and we're consumed by self-centeredness and arrogance, leaving no room for other people or for God. Our dreams, the only dream, our wish is the only wish. And we don't realize that we just play a part. We are not the entire part. There are other people on the stage and other people who make up the play called life. But it seems that everything we do and everyone we speak to often has an agenda attached to it. We use everything we have to serve ourselves alone, believing the world revolves around us. And indeed, the world does revolve around us to save it for everyone else, to elevate it for everyone else. The Talmud teaches that if you save a single life, it's as if you save the entire world. The whole world depends on us, each and every one of us. We all want to be important, so there you go. You're important. The entire world depends on you. Yes, Moses was the greatest prophet who ever lived because it wasn't all about him. And in fact, he was ready to have his name written out of the Torah. Well, can you imagine losing your profile on social media just to be blotted out? Well, then who are you once that identity is gone? Were you just pictures and selfies? Or was there a real person behind it all doing something to make this world a better place? Who among us is planting trees to ensure that the world we leave behind is better than the one we found. With greed, hate, moral compromises, we're destroying the world. Each day at a time, each action at a time. Because if you don't win the moments, you can't win the hours, you can't win the weeks and the years and the months, and then life itself is lost, the purpose of life. See, we think the big legacy that we want to leave and have to leave to our kids is money. And that's nice, and it's great, and it's convenient, and I wish I had more of it. But once it's spent, 
What's left of you? Who are you? What's left of your kids? Who are they? What's left of this world? When the things that we leave behind can be destroyed, blown up, spent, taken away, expropriated, lost. Then what's left of who you are? And were you ever anything to begin with? When the delete is hit on all those things, what remains? My friend, selfishness is the antithesis to the five senses with which God created and blessed man. Because selfishness has no eyes for the suffering of someone else. It has no ears for the cries of someone else. Selfishness doesn't smell its own stench. And it doesn't have a dry, parched tongue that understands the thirst of another. Selfishness has no heart to feel or a hand to touch another in comfort. In the Torah, it's written that man is actually like the tree of the field. And just as a tree sustains and provides for others, we too are responsible for nurturing and caring for the environment, for our community, for our children right now, for this generation right now, what are we instilling in them? Because the way we are behaving does not include sustainability as one of its outcomes. We can't poison the habitat wherein we live and expect that any of us can survive or thrive. Shabbat Shalom.